TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Oh, yeah, it is Sunday morning. It is time once again for Chair Shot Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Sunday edition of Chair Shot Radio on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. This is Patrick O'Dowd, joined as always with his good buddy, fired up today, David Ungar. David. I even used your whole name. I didn't even go Dave. That, that, that's that's how ready I am. That's foreboding for folks. this. That that's ready for. I am ready for this week's rundown of your team sucks. We called an audible, everybody. So we uh, we did our usual. We're going to do our usual run. We're going to talk hockey. Got a couple of little different things I want to talk about because I don't want to talk about how my Blues are spiraling out of control in looking at the Central. It don't look good. For, for the blue notes. And I just need one more guy to get hurt. Can I get one more guy to get hurt? But uh yeah, so we, we're gonna talk to we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna go to the college ranks for a little bit, uh, because I think that'll be fun. And then I do have one little piece of blue note news that's personal to me that I want to talk about before we then shift over into your team sucks, where Dave messages me midway through the week and is like can I can I just do the Wizards this week? Can I can I can I run down the Wizards? And who am I to argue with that, Dave? So clearly you've got some things on your mind that you need to get off your chest. Yeah, I mean we were originally doing the Washington football team, but let's be honest, they're not so bad right now. So uh, the Wizards, on the other hand, are a like it's like a bullet train wreck. You know, when the, when the bullet trains just implode on the rails, which hasn't happened yet, thankfully. But this right. is probably what it would look, look like. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the historical context of how bad the Wizards have been too, because you got to go through all the ownership stuff, right? Like you got to go through all that. Like you have to really get through the history, the bad draft picks, and then just the current state of the team. Bad draft picks? What? Kwame Brown? Who? What? Anyway, go ahead. We'll get to that. I, I smelled an all-star. Yes, we will indeed get to that. But before we get to that, we always talk some hockey. So let's get into it by listening to our friends at Swingers and a little bit of ESPN hockey music. Make somebody's head bleed. Not one in the playoffs. I'm going to make Wayne Gretzky's head bleed for super fan number 99 over here. Wait for it. Okay, so let's jump right to it. I got another message from my good friend Dave yesterday pointing out that <laughs> let me see, I'm, I'm gonna bring it up real quick because it's I got here. It's official dot 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 the devils are the caps bitch. Yes. We could play the devils all the it's time. 
we'd be Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what the result is. Remember, we're recording this on Saturday, so we we obviously don't know what they're what they're up to today. You're sitting alone up there at the top. Well, not at the alone. You're tied in points with the New York Islanders. You got that win percentage over them right now, and both of you guys, like you, both of you guys, are on a winning streak. I am going to say this, Dave. I think the 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 New Jersey Devils are basically everyone's bitch except for the Buffalo Sabres who are on a I do believe you pointed this out to me 16 game losing streak or worse by now That's that's awful. It is the longest losing streak in the shootout era. I mean, you can't even get a shootout win at somewhere along the last 16 17 games. It's I mean, we knew they were bad when they were started firing people, but I had no idea they were that awful. I mean, that's... that there it's it's a straight up it's a straight up dumpster fire. They have six wins on the season, and as I look through this, they're the only no sorry, uh, yeah, they're the only team with single digit win totals. It's it's the only bad. one. It's bad. I mean, you it got is Anaheim, Anaheim, Detroit have have ten. They're, they come in second. My God, like that's just a straight up dumpster fire of a team. And and I think like this goes beyond rebuilding back too. you know what I mean? Like this is just what do you like? You got to blow the whole thing up and start all over come the offseason because you're, you're just done. You start trading off your assets that, that you can get rid of. You start freeing up cap space now and get ready to start over because you well, need to start over. And you mentioned trade off your assets and sure enough we did have a trade yesterday uh eric Stahl, former all you know mm-hmm. i mean great player absolutely terrific great player. player yeah traded by the sabers to the canadians and, and i think this is this is they a, needed to get better they did and this is something where i think in a normal season where there wasn't this divisional realignment you might not have seen this because that would have been a trade to a divisional rival but here they're like fuck it <laughs> you know montreal yeah, needs them yeah uh, i expect hey, this- I expect a lot of trades from Buffalo. I, I mean, I, I, I really think Eichel's on his way out. He needs to go. He hasn't been able to be. Yeah. He has not been able to make them better. They were one of the teams we were watching. I, I mean, I listened back to our previous yeah, show. We were not really that high on. We, we really were. And they played the Caps tough at the t- beginning of the season. And now it's just like, what the fuck has happened to you guys? It's, um, it's shocking to see just how bad they really are. Yeah, there's this there's this gif that I think everybody likes where it's a dude sitting looking at a computer and he just says trash. That's that's what the the Sabres are right now. They're trash. And speaking of like teams heading in the wrong direction, my Blues, Dave, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to fall out. I think that they are going to get overtaken by either Los Angeles or Arizona. And of the two, I think Los Angeles is, you know, they're they're behind Arizona in terms of wins, but again, they're, they're better. Like they just seem to be playing better. They're, they're on a little bit of a losing streak. Now the blues are two, five and three in their last, in their last eight or 10 or whatever it is. Um, last 10. And cause I can't do math. I was an English major and it's just not getting any better. They're just, there's too many people hurt and the people that are coming back can't, are really having trouble getting reacclimated to the game and getting back 
on the ice. But I mean, when we lost Oscar Sundquist for God knows how long the season, I think is what I, I think what I sent you is just another guy goes down and they just don't have the horses. And there's, I don't know that there's any amount of trading, uh, trading that they could do or that they have the pieces that they could give away to keep them in this mode. And, And unless something turns around quick, Jordan Bennington has not been the same goalie this year. And I think that, yeah, you watch out. It's going to be like it'll be either Arizona or Los Angeles, probably more likely Arizona. They seem to be a little bit more consistent. They're on a, a win streak right now and, and have done well in their last 10. But they're basically running even with Los Angeles and, and how they've done. So yeah, um, you talked about you talked about one of the California teams, maybe or all three of the California teams not being in the playoffs. I think you got a shot. I think the Kings have a real chance. They seem to be, in my opinion, a little ahead of schedule of where they were, where where we thought they'd be in their rebuild. Yeah, the Kings have a shot. The Sharks have a a. It's more of a long shot for them. They're a little bit better than I thought, but yeah, the Blues are. Um, I mean, there's only so many of those types of injuries you can weather, and and there you're seeing it now. And then and there's a big, you look at the division: Vegas, Colorado, tied. No great surprise there. Minnesota, surprisingly, right there as well. And then a, a little bit of a gap now forming between St. Louis and Minnesota, and that's um, it, it'll be. I mean, St. Louis has got the experience; they've got the championship swagger to some extent, even though it's diluted by a couple of years. But they know how to win. This is an experienced team. They've been there. They've done that. They know what to do. If Bennington plays a little bit more consistently, they should squeak in. But, I mean, yeah, if you're telling me they're going up against Vegas in the first round with all those injuries, that's going to be a quick series. Yeah, it's just it's it's going to be rough. Other thing that I want to note, and this game is going to, by the time this drops, this game will be over. But tonight's game, like NHL game of the week, the Saturday game of the week, I think is going to be a really good one. It's Toronto and Edmonton. Seven o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, I gotta look and see where it's playing. It's I think it's on one of the. It's either on NHL Network or uh, NBC Sports uh, Net or whatever it is. But that game should be a real barn burner of a game. Two points separate the teams. Toronto, which for a long time was just sort of standing alone at the top of the North. Not anymore. With with nary a, a nary a competitor in the neighborhood is now facing off or hold, trying to hold off both winning Winnipeg and Edmonton and Toronto still trending and like they've won two in a row, but that got them to where they've won four now out of their last 10. And you look at Edmonton and Winnipeg Edmonton's on one with seven and three in their last 10 Winnipeg is six, three and one out of their last 10, even Montreal, they're four, two and four. And, and, not, I mean, there's seven points out. They're not way, way out of out of the realm of possibility. I mean, and looking at but, that four or five, I mean, Montreal and Vancouver yeah. have been right that two point separation. So the Canadians needed that trade for Stahl desperately because they need some help right. uh, to, to well, hold off Vancouver. Um, right. Well, and here's what here's what's fascinating to me. Yeah, the Canadians, the Canadians, are, it's really a battle for the fourth spot because just even in win total. Toronto, Winnipeg, and Edmonton, as of Saturday, 21 wins each. Montreal, 14. Lots of overtime losses. That's a lot of, yeah, that's a lot of points to make up. You know, it's only five points, but there's... That there's just a, that's that that goal difference is it's going to be those three and then who's going to get it 
out of Montreal, Vancouver, and Calgary, they're only four points back of that fourth spot as well. So they're, you know, they're not out of the realm of possibility. So lots of... I did want to mention going back to the East for a minute. The Boston Bruins have kind of gone in the direction you foresaw at the, I mean, they were, they were so good early in the year and now they're just like, okay, back to the media. You guys are. And and here's the thing. You got Boston up by three on the Rangers in Philly. And as much as the devils are the caps, bitch, we seem to be the Rangers bitch for some reason. One in three against the blue shirts this year. Can't seem to figure out how to score on them on the power play. Uh, That's a problem. You know, you can't give away the Rangers are a decent team, but the Caps should be doing much better against them. But yeah, Philly is a big disappointment right now. Um, Look at it. I think the only division we haven't touched on is the central, which continues to be sort of Tampa Bay's Uh, Carolina's right there. Florida slipped back considerably this past week. They're they're struggling a bit. Um, I think what did we have? We had the stars beat Tampa to end Vasilevsky's winning streak. Um, one, I thing, believe so, yeah. one thing I have to ask you, big controversy this week with the referee in the Nashville game. I forget his name. Uh, did You heard about this, right? No, I missed it. What they happened? got this referee, Tim Peel. I think, I don't know if that's his name or not. Look it up if you want. Um, it's a big controversy. They got, he was on a hot mic and they got him saying that he wanted to give Nashville a penalty early in the game. They got him saying that. He penalized Nashville early in the game. He has now been removed from all officiating duties, probably for life. It's a yeah, rightfully so. It's like, a what big, the hell are you doing? Yeah, big controversy. Uh, Nashville obviously not very happy about that. Didn't seem to impact right. the game that much. I think they won anyway. Uh, but and, right. and Nashville's right there as well. I mean, they're only four points away from Chicago. Blackhawks are starting to go in the wrong direction. That division is going to get tight before we get to the end. But uh, yeah, that was oh, a yeah. big controversy this past week. That I was like, "Whoa!" Um, when you get something like that, and every and it's and it's recorded pr- pretty much, and everybody hears it, and it definitely shows a bias in your officiating. Yeah, that's a big problem for the NHL. Yeah, but I think it's also disingenuous to think that that shit doesn't happen in other sports. Like, look at basketball. Basketball is one of my favorites. Now, whether or not they're targeting a team. But I always, you know, as a big fan of college basketball, I watch it, it. It amazes me how things like fouls just balance out. Like you go from one half where no, where where a team's playing a clean game and the other one can't seem to avoid fouling, to the second half where our, the next thing you know, you turn around and it's like, looky here, we're we're all even up. So you know, Angel Hernandez in baseball used to be one of my favorite, uh, you know, uh, sorry, umpires. To, to lose my mind over because that dude was all about himself and all about teams that he liked and people that they liked and didn't like. Officials are human. Um, this guy got caught, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if this wasn't something that happened. I think it happens way more than we really want it to believe that it does. And so this guy is, you know, like you said, he's rightfully been removed from officiating probably any game here. He's probably losing his job as an NHL official. And the NHL have to take a good, long, hard look at itself to figure out what it needs to do um, to to vet that and to to check it. So you raise a good yeah. point. I mean, there there are times where certainly if you've had a big brawl at the end of a playoff game and you come into the next game and the referees are real tight and calling the you know and they're like dude the first time somebody fucking even shows any aggression I'm calling the penalty. That's a different story because it's like we cannot have a repeat of this 
fracas from the other end. Yeah, that's that's different. The game. That's different. This is where you know I, somebody's saying I'm going to give Nashville a penalty because I, I don't I don't like some of the stuff that they do. Um, that's a problem. <laughs> you know, you can't target it. No, like no, I, I don't disagree at all. So the last thing I want to touch on in regards to the NHL is a personal thing to me as a St. Louis Blues fan is news dropped this week, uh, earlier in the week that, or this past week that Bob Plager, uh, an original member of the St. Louis Blues passed away, died of a cardiac event is the way it's being described as it wasn't any sort of foul play or anything like that, but he played 11 seasons for the Blues. He was part of those first couple of years where they made the cup finals only to lose to and be involved in the most famous photograph in all of hockey with Bobby Orr. I think it's Bobby Orr, like doing the, doing the dive, that photo, like that whole thing. I hate that picture. But um, he passed, he had a cardiac event while driving his car. And so the, the car crash though, didn't kill him. It was, it was one of those things where they think he had the heart attack while driving and that led to the crash. But even after he retired, after playing 11 seasons for the Blues, he went on to be a major member of the front office. He was always he was always a presence there. He even coached the Blues briefly for, I think it was like 11 games or so in 92. And was among those that when the Blues hoisted the cup, was front and center in all of the celebration because he was one of those foundational guys and one of those long suffering members of the franchise to, to see so many opportunities so many times in St. Louis, where I used to make this joke that the blues are always, were always good enough to make the playoffs, but never good enough to win the cup. And always something happened to them. And they finally, when they finally got over that hump, you know, people talked about folks like, Brett Hall and Brandon Shanahan and Chris Pronger and all these other guys, Al McKinnis, who helped build the Blues. But people like Bob Plager really were were heart and soul of that franchise. And so St. Louis lost somebody really important this this week or this past week. And you know, just uh, happy trails, uh, Bob Plager, because he will definitely be missed in that franchise and, and will be missed for years to come. Yeah, I can't add anything to that, man. That's obviously something very personal to use. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One last thing I wanted to talk about is that the NCAA Frozen Four tournament kicked off this past week. And the only reason I want to talk about it is because, as everybody knows that listens to the Chairshot Radio Network, you happen to know that I work for the University of Massachusetts, and our Minutemen, well, my Minutemen, made the tournament and actually won their first-round game on Friday, beating Lake Superior State. And this is my favorite part of the Frozen Four. Kind of like the NCAA tournament, you get to learn about colleges you didn't know existed until you learn about this tournament. Let me go down the field because it's different, right? The, the, the tournament is a 16-team field. And it's it's already been hit really hard by COVID because we've had one, two games already go to a no contest because teams couldn't couldn't play but you've got North Dakota the number one team number one seed in the tournament number one team in the land and likely going to win uh they they already had their first game against AIC American International College bet you never heard about that one they uh they took care of business five to one Minnesota Duluth 
gets uh, gets to advance over the University of Michigan in a no contest. Wisconsin lose to, and this is my favorite, Bemidji State. Bemidji, I I don't even know how to pronounce this thing. The Beavers of BSU. They will be taking on my Minutemen who beat Lake Superior State. They've defeated the number four seed, Wisconsin. We've got a couple of games this afternoon. St. Cloud State taking on BU, which is a perennial power out here, as is Boston College. Uh, they advanced over Notre Dame, another hockey powerhouse, again, by via no contest. Minnesota State and Quinnipiac in Connecticut. I know about Quinnipiac only because I applied for a job there and didn't get it. And then the University of Minnesota is playing tonight really late at 10 p.m. They're taking on the University of Omaha to get ourselves to basically the Elite Eight of the Frozen Four. So here's what I would tell you if you're somebody that wants to check out some college hockey. ESPN News and ESPNU have been covering the games. I was pleasantly surprised by that. And be on the lookout for North Dakota if you want to see North Dakota – Every year, I, I've i watched them on ice, and it's just clear that's what they do. Like, that's what they do in North Dakota. They play hockey. They skate so amazingly well. It's just such a better game. It's a lot of fun than any other college-level hockey game that you can see. Same thing with Boston College. Um, smart money's on Boston College in North Dakota in the, in the final. But go UMass. So at least get to the Frozen Four again. Yeah, the Frozen Four is fun because, like you're saying, you learn about teams that you've never. I mean, like, and there are none of the. I mean, I don't think there's any teams who are below the Mason Dixon line in the Frozen Four because they just don't have Omaha. Omaha. Well, that's Nebraska. I mean, that's okay. That's close. It's close. It's right there in the middle of the country. But you're not going to see. I mean, are do any teams from Texas? You'd think they would get a couple of people, but you don't, you're not going to see UCLA. You're not going to see USC. You're not going to see any of the Pac-12 schools. Uh, they just don't have a hockey program. It is, and yeah, North Dakota, North Dakota State, or is in North Dakota? Are, are, there, are they separate? Or are they North Dakota is Bison? Okay, and the and the it's North the Dakota Bison. State are the Sioux. They were the Sioux, yeah. Okay, or they are the Sioux. So because I mean, they're the ones that. It is so cool yeah, that teams like that are, are the dynasties. They are the UCLA's of the of the NCAA college hockey, you know, and, and Minnesota right. Duluth and, and and just Boston College, BC. They, that whole Beanpot tournament leads Yo, right that's into a tournament to watch. It's so fun, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a lot of fun to watch, and there are some really 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 good kids who are playing there, and 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 it's really a was a feeder system for the United States Olympic hockey team till they got the pros involved. And even then debatable, which way is the better way to go? Because our pros never won a gold medal. The kids did in 1980. So, Oh Jesus. I believe in miracles. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Kurt Russell. Oh wait, no, it, was, it wasn't Kurt Russell who coached that team. It was Herb Brooks. <laughs> he played Herb it Brooks. Was Herb Brooks. Yes. Yes. All right, so that's going to do it for our update on hockey this week. We are uh, going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, Dave is just going to vent for this week's edition of Your Team Sucks. It's really his team sucks. We're going to talk about the Washington Wizards. Before we go to our recorded commercials, this is by time of the program to remind you to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Check out our wide array of merchandise and shirts available. We love seeing folks support us. It helps keep this radio network alive, keeps us going. And we just, we want you 
to keep receiving quality content from us, and we can't do that without the support of all of you as fans. So again, that site is chair shot, or is, I'm sorry, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. When we come back, Dave's team sucks. Washington Wizards edition. You're listening to Chair Shot Radio on the Chair Shot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right. Well, we are back. And I just gonna let Dave, I Dave, just bring bring in our friend from Happy Gilmore, and then talk to us about why your team, the Washington Wizards, suck. You suck, you jackass. Man, we might even have to get the Rock involved in this because the Washington Wizards absolutely suck. The Rock says, quite frankly. You should go back to the drawing board, rearrange your game plans, because your game absolutely sucks! No, that's, that's, I, I, so I want to try and keep this down to like five minutes. <laughs> five minutes of venting at the most. We're the, sec- the second longest chair shot radio podcast uh, of the chair shot radio, so. Really? Second longest? Yeah, Ray, Ray, and Ray and Mags kick our ass. They're well over an hour. Oh well, good for them. This is not a goal. This is not something to achieve. Yeah, it's not something we're aspiring to. So, Pat and I, we we talk about the fact that uh, you know I'm I'm the old man of the chair shot, and, and and Pat's a good decade. What year were you born, Pat? Just curious. Seventy eight. So nineteen seventy eight. Forty two years old. Nineteen seventy eight is the only time in the franchise history of the Washington Wizards who were known as the Bullets, we'll get into that soon enough, that they actually won an NBA championship. The following year in 1979, they made it back to the finals. They they have the distinction of being one of the few playoff teams who nearly blew a 3-1 playoff lead and won the series and then came back from a 3-1 playoff lead to win a series, lost to the Seattle Supersonics in five games, and it has been (laughs) a disaster, to say the least, since 1979. They have never been back to the conference finals since 1979. The Rock says, quite frankly, you should go back to the drawing board, rearrange your game plans, because your game absolutely sucks! Even the great teams of the 70s, and there were some great teams, they're the only franchise in NBA history to go to the finals four times in the 70s, and their record in those finals, one in three. You suck, 
you jackass. The 75 team was 60-22 and 22 and had no business losing to the Golden State Warriors. Not only did they lose, they got swept. So even the great Bullets teams weren't so <laughs> fantastic. Then you go into the 80s. And really from 1980 through 1994, there's some moments here and there, mainly uh, Bernard King's comeback, which was inspirational to say the least. But by and large, almost all of that stuff was just playoff failure after playoff failure after playoff failure, or not even playoff failure, just shit teams. And, you know, you've got draft picks like Manute Bull, you know, who, who was um, interesting to say the least. All he could do was block shots. He couldn't shoot. He couldn't do anything. The team was atrocious. In 1994, they mortgaged the farm to get Chris Webber onto the Washington Bullets. And you've got Chris Webber there. You've got Juwan Howard on the team. Webber is injury-plagued almost the entire time. He has one or a couple good years. They barely miss the playoffs one year. They do. They beat Cleveland in the last game of the season. I forget which season it is. They go and they play the Chicago Bulls right when the Bulls are at the in their dynasty, their second three-peat. The Bulls sweep them, but every game was close. And I remember Michael Jordan saying that team's one to watch out for. Well, one of the few times Mike was wrong because Weber ends up getting <laughs> traded away not long after that. Uh, from there, you've got, in the middle of all this is going on, what is this? It's 1995. The owner of the Bullets at the time, Abe Poland, decides we need to change the name. Now, no one's really sure why. We think there, there was a rash of assassinations that had something to do with that. But Bullets, air-quoting Bullets, had violent connotations. So Abe decides it's time to change the name. Meanwhile, over across town, the Washington Redskins persist until 2020 with a much more offensive nickname. I digress. Not only did they decide to change the name, they opened the contest up to a bunch of sixth graders to come up with the new name for the <laughs> franchise. And, and, and I didn't even know this until researching this. The other possible names, these are bad, Pat. So the other possible names that they could have been, the Dragons, the Express. That's not bad. No, the Dragons would, I mean, would have been better. The Dragons, the Express, the Stallions, the Sea Dogs, and the Wizards. Somehow, the Wizards won this contest. I loved ESPN during this time frame, Pat, because they would get on there and they knew that they knew that the name change was coming. They'd say, well, they are the bullets. They will be the wizards. We're just going to call them the buzzards. I wish they would have stayed the buzzards because that would have been a better name for this <laughs> franchise as they move forward. You suck, you jackass. Then you do get a little bit of success. You get Gilbert Arenas, hell of a player. The gun incident in the locker room is a big problem, obviously. But you get you get him. You get uh, Antoine Jameson over there. You get Larry Hughes on the team. This coined the first, first time I remember hearing the air-quoting big three. Those teams were good. Unfortunately, LeBron James made them his personal bitch for several years. They never amounted to anything. They couldn't get, they could, I think they won one series. They couldn't get to the conference finals. Then, <laughs> then they go into another tailspin. You've got, and even before that happens, let's let's back up a little bit. You're a Michael Jordan fan, right, Pat? I mean, he won you guys six NBA titles, right? Oh yeah. Uh, who's the only other NBA team that he ever played for? <laughs> yeah, the, the Wizards. He, the Wizards, exactly. Now, Michael Jordan, granted, passed his prime. Sure, I get that. Still, by far, what? 
past his prime. Well past his prime. Still the best team on the Wizards for those three years he played. They couldn't make the playoffs. They couldn't do anything because he had. And and it would make it worse is Michael was co-owner. So you knew exactly what you had around you. So in some respects, you got to say, Mike, that was your ego talking because you didn't have anybody around you who could have helped you turn that team into a into a winning team. So there's a disastrous. I mean, when you've got the greatest of all time and he can't even get you to the playoffs. You suck, you jackass. Then you go for seven years with the whole Gilbert Arenas thing. Um, moderate success. You've got the incident in the locker room with the gun. And I mean, that's an embarrassment in and of itself. Then you suck. You t- want to talk bad draft picks. Along the way, you draft Kwame Brown, number one. Number one, because he's a high school player and you've seen what Kevin Garnett can do. You've seen what Kobe Bryant can do. Kwame Brown, <laughs> it's nowhere near either of those guys on their absolute worst day. I mean, it, 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 it's, I mean I'm mean, i not going to talk about Kobe because rest in peace and he's one of the greatest of all times. But you know, it, it, I feel even bad mentioning him in the same breath as Kwame Brown. That's how awful it is. But they don't do anything. They get another one. They win the lottery. They get John Wall. John Wall. Okay, John Wall, great player. The Wizards look like they are getting better. They get John Wall. They get Bradley Beal. They start to make some progress. They actually win a couple series. They take the Boston Celtics to Game 7 of the uh, of the playoffs after John hit that great shot to put it to Game 7. They lose. John has an injury. And okay, now we come to the present, which is... <laughs> where you have John Wall, who's able to come back. As the season begins this year, you decide it's a better idea to trade John Wall to the Houston Rockets for Russell fucking Westbrook. Westbrook is one of the most overrated players in NBA history, in my opinion. And and if you want an example, look at the game against the Knicks the other night. Here's a guy who just, he throws down this hammerous, thunderous slam dunk. Instead of getting your ass back on defense, you want to mean mug the Knicks because they blew you out by 30 points two nights earlier. So that sums up Russell Westbrook, all you need to know in one. Just watch that. That's what he's about. Bradley Beal's leading the league in scoring. You can't win. You get blown out by the Knicks by 30 points. You blow a 17-point lead in the third quarter. You blow an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter. This is a franchise that is 40 years now, over 40 years, that has done nothing. No conference finals appearances. They're a train wreck. I don't know why Scott Brooks is still coaching other than they're saying, well, fuck it, let's get to the end of the year. You get at the trade deadline. They don't know whether to be buyers or sellers. So with a shit team like that, you decide to stand pat. Bradley Beal, God love him for his dedication to the city. Uh, John Wall, who was so involved in Washington, D.C. and the kids and a lot of social, you know, social aspects of things, they just traded him away. Uh, the franchise is a train wreck in every way. The name change always bothered me. I understand why they did it, but it's just like, just change back to the bullets. You're using their damn colors anyway. You got rid of the Wizards color scheme. Why are they still the Wizards? All I can say, Pat, is Washington Wizards, 40 years now, almost damn near 50 years of you guys just absolutely suck. You suck, you jackass. The Rock says, quite frankly, you should go back to the drawing board, rearrange your game plans, because your game absolutely sucks. Well, they didn't do nothing at the trade deadline. They, the Bulls, right. thank you for your, their bench players. You're right. Yeah, that's so. right. We got some good future <laughs> considerations, maybe. That they almost had a who's the Bulls center? American or 
Markinen. Markinen. They almost Markinen. they almost got him, but I th- heard the Bulls wanted like a first round, a first one of the first round draft picks. Right. Well, the, because the Bull the Bulls made a big trade where if they get where they want to be, they'll lose two first round picks. Uh, and I can't remember who they. I can't pronounce the guy that they got. Oh, Vukovic. It's like, yeah, Vooch. Vukovic. Or Vooch or something. Vukovic Vooch. got from Orlando, I think, right? Yeah, we we made this big trade with Orlando and had to give up two first round picks unless they are top four. Top four protected, I think, is what it was. So first four picks are protected, but if it's after the first four, then then Orlando gets those. So there you have it, folks. There's Dave getting it all off his chest about his beloved Washington Wizards. That'll do it for this week's edition of Your Team Sucks. And, and, and I want to apologize to the estate of Kobe Bryant for mentioning Kwame Brown in the same sentence as Kobe. Sorry about that. It's not like he ran down Kobe Bryant, man. I it's okay. I, it's just it's so, almost offensive to mention the two in the same in the same nah. show, Pat. It's all right. It's all right. So that'll do it for this week's edition of Your Team Sucks. That'll also do it do it for this Sunday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Before we go, as always, Dave, tell everybody where they can find you and what to listen to this week on the Chair Shot Radio. God, I just realized, Pat, Kwame Brown was a member of the Lakers with Kobe Bryant. Oh, God, it's it just let it's it a, go. Move, it's a never-ending cycle. Tell, tell people goodbye. You, you can okay. you can check me out on Twitter at Attitude Ag and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And also make sure you're checking out Mania Madness on the Chairshot.com where every week Christopher Platt and his not-so-rotating panel of guests at this point, we break down WrestleMania in a six-pack at a time. We just finished up 19 through 24, which was a great block of, of WrestleManias. Now we're going to get into 25 through 30. Uh, that's going to be fun as well. And then the, it, it's been it's been really cool to go back down memory lane and and go through these WrestleManias and it kind of gives you a little bit of hope that maybe this year with the fans back that we might have something special planned. So it, that's been a lot of fun. But make sure you're checking that out on thechairshot.com and of course Monday afternoons bandwagon nerds. Ray's really that's- looking forward to this week's episode. He's, well, there's a lot of news to talk about, so that'll be a lot of fun. But listen to that on Monday. Uh, of course, you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can listen to me every Sunday with Dave, every Monday with Dave, Ray Cash, and PC Tunney on Bandwagon Nerds, and every Wednesday with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales on the Babyface Heel Podcast. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Chair Shot, or this Sunday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Enjoy your week. Hopefully get some fun, fresh spring air. Now we're going to go give Dave a hug and tell him it's not so bad. You've been listening to ChairShot Radio on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com.